Couch Potato Radio, the Friday night version of Couch Potato Radio right before Twins Baseball. As the Twins back in Minneapolis to take on the Oakland A's. 6.30 is the pregame show for you very shortly. Jack Michaels is with me because not only do we have baseball for the Twins, we have baseball for the Red Hawks, and, Jack, we have the Kentucky Derby. I don't know about you, and I have never grew up around horses per se, and I know Ma and Pa had, had a horse maybe, but there's something about the Derby that uh, I just get charged up about, Derek, every year. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, we incorporate my, incorporate my family. We all got to pick a horse, and it's fun to do that. It's pageantry, and you know. And then if the horse wins, you'd say, oh, are they going to win the next? And then it could be a triple crown. I don't know what it is, but I, 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 I lock in the love the derby. Yeah, for sure. Well, and of course, we want to do promote. I mean, we mentioned the Twins this weekend. You have the Red Hawks over on the fan, right? So, well, that starts this weekend, too. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're playing the New Jersey Black Sox. Oh, nice. Yeah, 1 o'clock, one o'clock coming like up. And, yeah, and then they've got the California Doge going. they got to get some at-bats in. It's the short spring training and then the season. Yeah, so that's all. It's a busy weekend of that. But the Red Hawks play at, at 1. You still have time to catch the Derby at 5.57 Central Time. I think that's when that gets underway. Well, your good friend, Mike Penna, right? The long Great time man. a friend of your show, right? He, he is the president of the Horse Racing Radio Network and really does a good job. You know, they cover the Derby. They call it Derby. They, they're everything about the Derby and horse racing. They've been established for many, many, many years. Yeah, Mike Penna is uh, as knowledgeable about this as anybody I know on the planet. And of course, we can get uh, going on him. Just uh, you're talking about the, uh, the the big favorite for tomorrow too, right? Well, Xander, you know, not only uh, Zandon, excuse me, Xander, Zandon is not only. There's a great story behind this. You know, his owner is a construction. Uh, he has a company in in Clearwater, Minnesota. So the owner is uh, has got Minnesota ties. So that would be one guy to go. And not only is Zandon the um, the uh, favorite, Derek, how this horse got its name. You know, the, the owner, Mr. Drown, D R O W N, was on a elk hunting trip in Colorado, and his 23-year-old guide was named Zandon Starks. And the owner of this horse, Derek, had said, uh, you know, I, I have horses. I don't have a name for this one, though. And the kid says, why don't you name it Zandon? There's never been a horse named Zandon. And he named the horse Zandon. Nice. And now this thing is the, it's, it's like the up-and-comer. So it's a really good story on that one. Yeah, very good. Well, of course, that's what we start talking about with Mike Penna is the favorite in this race. Yeah, he is the morning line favorite, which means that when the entries were taken on Monday, the horses are entered into the Kentucky Derby, and then they drew the post position. They have somebody called the morning line odds maker that goes ahead and sets the the favorite and the second favorite, and then all the long shots from there. And Zandon is the horse that that, that morning line odds maker feels is the horse to beat this year's Kentucky Derby. He comes out of the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland, which is just about an hour away from Louisville, so he didn't have to travel far after his latest prep race. And, and his Bluegrass Stakes was so impressive because he got into a lot of trouble. He was far back. He finally got free and worked his way through traffic and still drew off and won that race very, very imp- impressively. And all along through his entire career, they've been thinking Kentucky Derby with this horse. He just showed that ability from uh, his two-year-old season all the way now until his three-year-old season. And they really like him a lot. As a matter of fact, Jeff Brown was actually part of our show yesterday morning. We, we host a couple of morning shows here on the backside. And Jeff was kind enough to stop by and spend a little time with us. And what a fantastic guy. He is all in on the sport of thoroughbred racing, and he's got a good one in Sandin. I bet he's eaten a couple of giant bear claws at that travel claws in Clearwater. That's, <laughs> that's good enough. So now, now, obviously, if I were to choose a horse, Mike, I mean, it's written in there. Uh, Happy Jack. D- d- I might as well just take that horse to, to win it. Do I have a shot here with Happy Jack? 
His best asset is probably his trainer, multiple derby winner Doug O'Neill. Beyond that, there's not much that you can like about Happy Jack. He's going to be a long shot. Uh, he hasn't shown the ability to compete with these types of horses. But, you know, that's why they run the race. He's going to have the same opportunity as all of the other three-year-olds that line up on Saturday afternoon. But he does appear to be much slower than these other horses and probably a cut below. So, Jack, I don't want to talk you off of him. I think if you like him, he's probably worth a couple of bucks just in case it happens. But if he wins, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, we also live in, in the land of hockey, and I'm only assuming that there's a tie here. Uh, Messier. Messier, uh, what's the what's the skinny on Messier, Mike? Yeah, named for the great NHL Hall of Famer Mark Messier. And uh, matter of fact, I had a chance to catch up with his owner, Tom Ryan, earlier today. He is one of the owners. There are several owners involved with Messier, but he told us that he named the horse Messier because they wanted to find a horse that they could honor a guy like Mark Messier. Mark Messier carried that team in, I guess it was, what, the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals, if I'm not mistaken. He carried the New York Rangers to victory that year, uh, ended that big drought, and he feels as if Messier is worthy of that name. He has been on the track every day this week, and he has looked spectacular since arriving from California. As a matter of fact, I saw him up close this morning, and he is just a he has the appearance of a an athlete, Jack, and that's the, the highest compliment you can pay a lot of these racehorses, especially these three-year-olds coming into the Derby. He just looks athletic. He's skipping over the racetrack. He's such a good mover, and uh, I think Messier is a very, very dangerous horse in this year's Kentucky Derby. This is how good you are, Mike. Mike Panna, president of Horse Racing Radio Network, show host. They know their thing. That was my next question because these, these animals, uh, they do have personalities. We've talked about that before, Mike, and I was going to ask you is there one or two that if these horses uh, walked into the room uh would just immediately draw attention you know like the big man on campus horse and maybe you just described that horse i don't know if there's another one like that yeah messier certainly is one uh white abario has made a pretty good appearance he comes in from florida after winning the florida derby he's he's going to get a lot of attention from people that just like to bet colors because he's a gray horse and uh, almost white in some parts of his coat, which is pretty cool. He's a really pretty horse, and he's made a nice appearance too. But I, I think in terms of the horse that walks out there and just kind of says, hey, I'm the one, I look like King Kong, it's probably Messier. <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll let you roll, but how was the industry, Mike, impacted, uh, you know, certainly with some of the restrictions and, you know, now as we try to navigate our way through everything, a new normal, I think, is the word that's been used uh, quite a bit in reference to pandemic. But how has the industry, Mike, uh, impacted the last couple of years? You know, we've been lucky, Jack. Uh, for a long time, when the pandemic first started and everything was shutting down and sports were shutting down, horse racing, because it is contested outside, was able to continue with the sport itself and and because it's a sport that people bet on and it requires paramutual wagering to be successful and to fund the purses and to, to help the horsemen um the, the sport was able to continue it was allowed to run because it is an outside sport and uh, the jockeys all had to wear masks the trainers had to wear masks when they brought the horses into the paddock to saddle them there were no fans allowed in attendance but the great thing was that we saw online wagering increase on horse racing because it was really the only sport in town. You had casinos that were closed. All the other major sporting events, like I mentioned, were not were not in, uh, were not being held. So uh, horse racing was the only show in town, and it really came through the pandemic very very strong. Triple Crown in play this year, Mike. You know I got to ask that every year. 
Uh, Jack, it, you know, this is such an evenly matched group of three-year-olds in the Derby. It's hard to say. If we haven't had that one horse like American Pharaoh or Justify really stamp themselves as the horse to beat coming up on Saturday. So it's hard to imagine any horse winning those three races in succession. It could certainly happen, but uh, it, it seems like this is a pretty well-balanced field, and it's the kind of race where if you ran this race 20 times, you might actually have – 14 or 15 different winners. Yeah, Justify in 18, Farrow in 15. I think when you and I started talking, uh, when you started joining me, it might have been back in the Animal Kingdom or Mind That Bird era, I think, when we yeah. talk about Kentucky Derby. Mike, good stuff. If they, if folks want more information, inside information, maybe to listen to podcasts and a lot of the things that you guys do there, you know, uh, such a fan of yours, uh, what's the best way to go about it? Yeah, thank you, Jack. Yeah, they can go to our website, Horse Racing Radio. Net. They can also follow Horse Racing Radio Network on all the major podcast platforms and get archives of all of our programs we're hosting here throughout the week and, and even throughout the year. Uh, so Horse Racing Radio Network on Apple Podcasts and, and Podbean and all those services. And then, of course, uh, horseracingradio.net. Everything's up there on our website, too. I, uh, it's great hearing your voice. I, I know, And it's kind of a family affair with the pennas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. My wife, Michelle, is uh, our producer on site. And... Uh, she has a lot of fun doing that. She's been out here at the track with us the past couple of mornings. The only thing I don't like is when she's with me and she picks more winners than me, which is, <laughs> is usually the case. Because then I never hear the end of it. And is the seat on by – I, 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 I haven't, Mike. How, for those that haven't been – like I haven't been. Derek, I don't think you've been to – have you been to the Kentucky Derby, Derek? You haven't been to Matt. Have you ever been down to the Kentucky – is the scene from all the hats and, and uh, the, the glamour to, like, uh, the mosh pit at a, at a rat concert? I mean, what's the scene at Churchill Downs usually on, on race day? There's something for everyone. As a matter of fact, we're standing here on the second level of Churchill Downs now, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing ladies. It, it, we're on the Wednesday before the Derby, and I'm seeing ladies walking around with the fascinators and the fancy hats and the dresses already getting ready for what's going to be an even bigger party on Saturday. But then you've got the infield part of it, where if folks want to come out in just shorts and T-shirts and hang out and have a few drinks and enjoy the, the races from the infield, they can do it that way. Uh, that's the big party. It's a party on the other side, too, with the grandstand the clubhouse area. It's just a fancier party than it is in the infield. So, yeah, there's something for everybody, and uh, everybody seems to have a great time. They're expecting roughly 150,000 fans coming up on Saturday, and that's certainly welcome to see all the fans back in attendance, too. Mike, you are a champion, my friend, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Obviously, we're, we're kicking her into full gear. So thanks for your time today, Mike. I know it's pretty precious. You never have to do this, and you find a way to keep that streak alive, and I uh, we're better off for it. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Jack, I wouldn't miss it. Thanks so much for the kind words, and we'll talk again soon. You bet, Mike. Mike Penna, president of uh, Horse Racing Radio Network, also show host on that. Well, thank you, Jack, for bringing him to Couch Potato Radio. Jack Michaels, Derek Hansen, Twins baseball coming up for you shortly. The Twins, the first of three against the Oakland A's here on the Mighty 790 104.7. You've been listening to Couch Potato Radio. From my old Kentucky home, by the way.